Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of the Lockdown Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson. It's so great to have you here with us on this Tuesday, April 11th, 2023. The NBA playoffs get started today, and so many former Duke Blue Devils are at the next level playing for uh, the postseason in the NBA. We're going to talk about that with my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast on today's show. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to follow and subscribe to Lockdown Blue Devils for free. Wherever you get your podcast, you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it gets published each and every day. Follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Watch our videos to support us each and every day. Your support means everything to us here on Lockdown Blue Devils. So without further ado, let me bring on my good pal Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 Podcast. And Josh, we've been teasing another Duke in the NBA conversation for what feels like months now at this point. But here we are. As good of a time as ever, the postseason has arrived. It has. It's been a long NBA season. There's been a seemingly, you know, daily storylines that uh, capture attention. Uh, but kind of a thread through all of it for Duke fans is that, uh, you know, our former Duke players have been very successful in the league, well represented here in the playoffs. And, uh, and here we go, the play-in tournament, which was something that was just started a couple of years ago, uh, starts up tonight, and it's going to be a really fun couple of months as we travel through the NBA playoffs. Yeah, really excited to see these games unfold and see what matchups we could see in the postseason to uh, catch you up to speed on what's been happening for some former Duke players at the next level with the seasons that they've been put up, been able to put together. Um, so we've got 20 teams that have now qualified for the play-in tournament. Six teams of our, in each conference have already advanced to the best of seven series, and then four teams in each conference battle for those last two spots a new format really exciting to watch each and every year so 20 teams get to continue playing basketball however 10 teams have had their season come to a close entirely and a couple of Duke guys had really strong showings unfortunately their teams just don't get to continue to play basketball yeah and, and the main one that we have to speak about is Paulo Bancaro and his rookie season yep I mean to tie LeBron James uh, for the number of 20-point games as a rookie, uh, all of the rookie records that he broke or, or that he's leading the league in category-wise this year. Um, if he's not – I mean, he's going to be the rookie of the year. I don't know how he's not unanimous uh, for rookie of the year, but I'm sure there will be one or two uh, dissenting <laughs> votes somehow. Uh, but he's had an incredible uh, season, and I really do feel like he's got uh, the Orlando Magic um, kind of a little – there's got to be some free agents every now and then that take a look down there and say, man, warm climate. Uh, there's no uh, there's no uh, state income tax in Florida. Like, I wonder if we could get together with those young bucks and really make a run in the East. And so I think Paulo has done a really good job. Yeah, it could make it a landing spot for, for some free agents coming up. Wendell Carter Jr. on the Magic yep. as well had another good season. Yeah, Paulo had 40, 40 of 82 games in a season, and he had 40 20-point outings tying LeBron James' rookie record. Pretty impressive with what Paula was able to do postseason. You think about success at the highest level, winning a championship, the NBA finals, and you think Kyrie Irving, the big shot that he had in the 2016 finals, the number of finals that he went to with LeBron and the Cavs, we will not see Kyrie Irving in the Dallas Mavericks in the postseason this year. 
Yeah, it will be interesting by the time this releases. I'm not sure if the NBA will have uh, have, have released anything about it, but I know they're looking into that game. Uh, obviously, the Mavericks wanted to hold on to their top 10 pick, guaranteed pick. Um, and so uh, that final game on Sunday, they uh, did not play a lot of players and obviously mailed it in. But, you know, I really felt like the Kyrie situation in Dallas was going to work better than what it did. I don't know what the deal is there. I'm not sure who the problem is. But at the end of the day, um, I mean, here's the thing about Kyrie. Everybody that doesn't play basketball can't stand him. But it seems like everybody that does play basketball with him loves him. He seems to be a great teammate as far as, like, his teammates will stand up for him. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens with Dallas. I don't know if he'll be there next year. They'll have to sign him to a multi-year deal if he is. So it's going to be interesting. All right, so let's get to the play-in games happening today and tomorrow, 7 through 10. 7 plays 8, 8 plays 9, 7 you're locked in. The uh, loser of the 7-8 game then plays the winner of the 9-10 later in the week so that by Saturday we're fully set in our best-of-seven series on both sides of the conference. So teams in the play-in that have Duke Blue Devils in the Eastern Conference, we've got the Atlanta Hawks and the Toronto Raptors. In the Western Conference, we have the Minnesota Timberwolves and the New Orleans Pelicans. Who do you want to highlight here first, Josh? Well, I mean, we have, let's let's just go in order. Then you look at the Hawks. There's two Blue Devils uh, there that that contribute in AJ Griffin and Jalen Johnson. And you know, who would have thought that with Jalen Johnson's season at Duke yeah. and his struggles on the offensive end? But he's really carved out a role uh, there in spots. You know, obviously he's not. I don't think you know he's not in the main rotation. AJ's more in the main rotation there. But that Hawks team is odd. They added DeJounte Murray in the offseason. Everybody thought that was going to really kind of put them over the top, and I still yeah. think they're trying to figure that out with Trey Young. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, I'll be honest with you, you know, I think the Raptors – the Bulls are playing well, playing better than the Hawks right now. The Raptors are better than the Hawks. I think at the end of the day, the Heat beat them, and the Hawks may not even make it um, out of this tournament because I'm not, I'm not sure that they figured out their, their gel right now. Yeah, and the Raptors, of course, feature Gary Trent Jr., who had another really successful season uh, at the NBA level. That three-point shot continues to be something that keeps him on the floor, right? If you can make shots from the outside, there's going to be a job for you somewhere on some team and another good season for Gary Trent Jr. Yeah, interesting uh, going on there with with the coach and – just a lot. There's a lot of chatter, you know, going on in Toronto about what's going to take place in the off season there. But at the end of the day, I think they just have the talent. Uh, you know, like you said, there's a, Gary Trent. Their roster's full of guys like Gary Trent, and, and between Gary Trent and like Pascal Siakam, that like six five to like six ten range, their roster's yeah. just full of those guys. And uh, and you know, I, I mean, I'm a Nick Nurse fan, but I'm not sure what's going to happen in Toronto. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, Gary is. Gary is a bona fide rotation player. Uh, on, I think he's a bona fide rotation player on a playoff team. Uh, that's my opinion, and he's really he has really improved himself. If if you're a Duke player, and you and you are not sure if you should go to the league or not, Gary Trent is one of the positives, and I should go ahead and go to the league. There are some others that we won't main, name probably <laughs> who are on the other side of that. There are some, we've done it all week. You can, we could throw yeah. them out there. If we I mean, to. you know, there's some, <laughs> some, some that have yet to see the floor in an NBA game, you know, AKA DJ Stewart um, that could have, should have come back. But Gary Trent is one who was borderline. People didn't think he should go. He went and man, it was the right call. It was the right call for sure. He's yeah. he's a bona fide player. Let's stick with the play-in. Let's go to the West before we take our first time out today. Timberwolves in the eight seed, Pelicans in the nine seed. Again, they will not play each other 
unless the eight seed Timberwolves lose to the Lakers and then the Pelicans beat the Thunder, and then they would play each other for that last playoff spot. Uh, and we just saw a matchup that uh, draw a lot of attention the other day. I mean, do we have 30 minutes to talk about the Timberwolves game <laughs> on Sunday? That's that's. I mean, can a we talk about finish to the season? Rudy Gobert and and, and Kyle Anderson going at it. You know who knows that might with Rudy Gobert suspended for this game. Yeah, uh, it may it may open up. I don't know that that's going to translate trickle down to Wendell more getting any more minutes. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, Wendell is it's been a typical rookie season, right? I mean, he's getting spotty minutes here and there. Um, every now and then he'll get a start. Um, but you know, he's just kind of working himself into the player that he's going to be in the pros. I think he's going to have a successful career. It's just with this team, the way it's constructed this year, you know, Wendell's behind several guys. And at the end of the day, you know, unless they're resting guys, which that's coming to a close now that the playoffs are starting. Um, I don't think we're going to see much of him, but, but if he's thrust into action because of foul trouble injury or fill in the blank, I think Duke fans understand Wendell more is a heady enough player that he'll be a, he would be a contributor um, if he does get a shot, but then you got the Pelicans, man. Pelicans. So we started the season, JJ, thinking the Pelicans were going to really make a run. And then it got to like January, and the Pelicans were in second place right. in the Western Conference. And then Zion gets hurt. So what we have not seen, but for I believe eight or nine games this year, and I could be off on that number, but it's not meant much more than that. We have yet to see a CJ McCollum, Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson extended playing time together um, at all. And so obviously B.I. has really come on here at the end of the season as he's come back from his injury. He's really played well. I mean, they're talking about if he wouldn't have been injured, this is an all-NBA type season for B.I., but Zion can't stay on the court. And so I don't know how much we want to talk about that. Uh, There's a lot of opinions out there about what Zion does and does not need to do. Um, But at the end of the day, this Pelicans team fully healthy, can make a title run. This Pelicans team, not fully healthy, is sitting here in the play in the playing game. Yeah, it's wild. The health of Zion Williamson is the big question for a lot of NBA fans, and I'd love to see him be healthy once again because he is so 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 dominant when he's out there playing. And and now it's just a matter of uh, whether or not you could stay healthy or not. So there, with the two playing games in the West, those two teams have two Blue Devils apiece. Uh, the Pelicans with Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson. The Timberwolves have Wendell Moore Jr. and Austin Rivers. Austin Rivers hasn't played since mid-March. He's been out injured, uh, but it seems like he's good to go. We'll see whether or not. That's got to be tough yeah. come postseason time. All right, now get your body ready to rock and roll. Know, and that's right. I, f- I forgot about Austin For Rivers. For the durable who, minutes, yeah. I forgot about Austin, who is over over the years, he is, he's won me back to himself. He's become a good, very good pro player, and I'm, I'm, I'm a pro Austin Rivers guy. I completely forgot – we had spoken he's about got, him offline, but he's had a he's good got, season. And he's gotten back into the podcast space as well. Yeah, he's got yeah, a podcast yeah. now running with The Ringer, and yeah. uh, good for him. Good for him doing those fun things. So, hey, real, real right. quick about Zion. I know we got to go to a break. Real quick yeah. about Zion. J.J. Redick, I remember him. This was way, way back. You know, J.J.'s been podcasting forever. But I remember J.J. talking about Joel Embiid back in the day. And he said, at some point in time, Joel's got to figure out if he's going to take his body seriously uh, and his the way that he's, his body is made up. And he has. And Joel Embiid may very well win the MVP this year because of that. He's been durable this year. He plays good defense. Um, he's, he's logged the minutes. He's logged the games. He's scored points. At some point in time, the same thing's got to be said about Zion. Will he take his body seriously? Is he going to fully commit 
a la Steph Curry, a la LeBron James, a la Joel Embiid, to like I am going to get myself in the best peak physical shape that I can be in so that I can be the best basketball player. He's got to, he's got to make that call. And here I sit as an overweight dude uh, that doesn't play basketball saying that. So I'm not trying to be that guy, but I'm just saying, if you look at the examples at some point in time, those elite players, they flip the switch. Right. Right. And so it's just a one, just a question about, is he going to flip it? And when will he flip it? Yeah. We will wait and see whether or not that switch is flipped. Indeed. Uh, Josh Cox here with us from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. We continue our conversation after our first time out here on today's show. Lockdown Blue Devils is brought to you by FanDuel. Baseball season is here. Grand slams, no hitters, and double plays are back. And there's no better place to get in on the MLB action than FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now, new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, sign up, place your first bet, and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win. So don't miss your chance to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. Moving forward here on today's episode of Lockdown Blue Devils, J.J. Jackson alongside my pal, Josh Cox from Duke Football Talks Section 17 podcast. All right, let's talk about the Eastern Conference now. Eastern Conference players uh, in the postseason. These teams have already clinched a spot in the best of seven game series, seeded one through six. Uh, let's go from worst to first uh, out of mm-hmm. this bunch. So, uh, in sixth place in the Eastern Conference, you've got the Brooklyn Nets, and then another New York team is in fifth. The Knicks are there as well, and we've got a couple of Blue Devils on these rosters. Yeah, I mean, starting with Brooklyn, which has been like an interesting roller coaster this year, hasn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, they they have Seth, uh, Seth Curry, the uh, the the lesser known Curry, right? Steph Curry, uh, Seth Curry, who once again has had another 40, 40 plus percent uh, three point shooting season. Phenomenal um, year. Yeah, I mean, he's shooting ninety three percent from the foul line. Um, just had a good season, and you know. Seth, the roster that Seth Curry started the season on and the roster that he's ending the season on is completely flipped and different. But it's very interesting to see this team. Mikel Bridges seems to be like spreading his wings and becoming a bona fide star on both ends of the court. He had been known for his defense. Yeah. And now we're seeing him on the offensive end. Uh, but Seth, man, at the end of the day, um, I think he's trustworthy. I think he's a guy um, in the playoffs that you don't mind having on the court in crunch time. He makes big shots. And, and by the way, he doesn't just shoot the three. Uh, he does, He's very crafty. He gets to his spot so he can get a shot off inside the three-point line as well. So I love, yeah. love Seth. He's an asset wherever he's at. For basketball fans, this is fun, of course. Ben Simmons playing with the Brooklyn Nets. The year started with Kyrie, Kevin Durant, Ben Simmons. Seth Curry had always been there. Really big expectations at the start of the year. Think about this. This was so long ago. But Steve Nash was the head coach of the Brooklyn Nets at the start of this NBA season. That's right. Steve Nash, of course, fired within what felt like a week of the season yeah. starting, and, and now Brooklyn is there in the playoff spot playing the 76ers. So we've got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid going head-to-head. Um, who knows if Ben Simmons plays basketball some days anymore. And, yeah, uh, yeah that's just going to be a fun storyline to sort of watch there. It will be. It will be very interesting. And I, I feel like the team buy-in with, with the Brooklyn now is at an all-time high as far as the season's concerned. Yeah. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do in the playoffs, that's for sure. Tell me about the Knicks. Oh, yeah. 
what an incredible season, man. Yeah. Seriously. Like, I mean, Big time. they signed Jalen Brunson in the offseason. Some people had some questions about that, about whether that was wise or not. It was it was definitely wise. I mean, this dude is uh, – he's from that area. Um, obviously, his dad's got ties. Um, and at the end of the day, man, he's been incredible. But the Duke player that we that we want to focus on is R.J. Barrett. And R.J. signed that, uh, that hefty extension in the offseason. And honestly, his numbers have struggled. Um, you know, well, <laughs> I think Duke fans know from the one season that he was in Durham, he's a volume shooter. He's not going to be your high percentage guy. Yeah. Um, Doesn't win efficiency awards. No, not at all. But I tell you what, he can defend. He is crafty. He can get to the foul line. Um, you don't mind the ball being in his hand, especially on the break. Um, RJ is very elite, actually, out in the open space. He can get to the rim and either finish or get fouled on almost every possession that he gets to the rim. So they're going to be good. I mean, Julius Randle has had a good season after – really struggling last year. Um, they've got a good, solid core there. I mean, you got Emmanuel quickly coming off the bench who can, like, drop 40 points off the bench, which is, you know, in any, in any given night, which is crazy. Uh, so I, I like the Knicks. I think here's what's cool about it. And, and the RJ can thrive on this, too. I love it when good playoff basketball takes place in Madison Square Garden. That's yeah. – at the end of the day, that is what it is. I mean, what was it, two years ago they won a – first round series and you would have yeah. thought the whole city of New York was like in a tizzy, man, they were going crazy. And so I hope they win just for that. I want to see their fans enjoy it. Yeah. They've got a seven game series with the Cleveland Cavaliers. That one should be uh, gonna be, a whole lot of fun. Um, all right. Top two teams in the yep. East. Once again, the Milwaukee Bucks are number one. They have the best record in the entire NBA. Uh, they of course feature Giannis Antetokounmpo, but importantly for Duke fans, uh, at the guard spot, they've got Grayson Allen on their roster. By the way, I do want to mention Trevor Keels is on a two-way contract yep. with the New York Knicks. He will be eligible to be at those playoff games Correct. with New that, York as well. Yeah, that roster we, expansion. Uh, we yeah. don't expect him to get much playing time in those games. But yeah. uh, So back to uh, the Bucks and Grayson Allen. And then in second, right behind them, nipping at their heels, the Eastern Conference champions a year ago, Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. I mean, my opinion, JJ, these are the best two teams in the league. Yeah. On, in either conference. Uh, Grayson has carved out a starting role uh, there, um, you know, with Milwaukee. And you've even got guys behind him that some people would say, or you would think maybe, you know, would have pushed him, Connaughton and others that may have pushed him. But man, he has really carved his role. Uh, he shoots a high percentage right at 40% from three point. Uh, he's at like 91% from the foul line. Uh, he is just an efficient scorer. And then he's – we all know this. I mean, it's not it's, – as Duke fans, we saw him, you know, his entire career. But he's got some athleticism that he just showed off about two weeks ago. Uh, again, it was like a reminiscent uh, – dunk reminiscent of the UNLV game. That dunk uh, when was, he was crazy. Like, yeah, yeah, it was pretty wild. Uh, but at the end of the day, Grayson's done great. Here's what I say. When you can be a starting player on the best team in the NBA – like you've, I, I say this, you've made it. Like if Grayson was looking for like validation on his pro career, the fact that he started the season as the starting shooting guard, he's finishing the season heading to the playoffs as a starting shooting guard, and they're the number one team in basketball. There's validation right there. Anybody yeah. that, that, that was questioning Grayson Allen and his role in the pros. <clears throat> Something good happening there. Yeah. Yeah. This season has shown them. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And, and then, then what Tatum. you say, Jason Tatum, I mean, one of the best players in the entire league. Um, just 
gets better year after year after year. That guy is so damn good at basketball. Okay, so here is what it is. He's going to finish fourth in, in the MVP voting, more than likely. Uh, you know, behind the big three of, of Giannis and and Jokic um, and, and Embiid. Embiid. <clears throat> and it's funny because he went through a stretch where he struggled for about a month in like February, March. But it was really funny, even though like he was struggling, he, he, his points per game stayed where they were. Like it's like the guy can struggle and still be elite. And that's, that's something, man. He, he's the first Celtic in history to average over 30 points a game in a season. Like he, he's legit. And think about the players. Think about the guys they've had. And a franchise that's won championship after championship after championship. Yeah. And you know what? Uh, There was, there were some naysayers and I think we were all a part of these conversations, you know, two, three years ago about can him and Jalen Brown play together. And, at the, and, you know, he's been versatile enough to where he can play beside another bona fide star, uh, which, you know, we spoke about earlier. And Luca's, do just fine, yeah. Yeah, Luca's struggling to do that. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I'm not trying to hate on Luca. I'm saying in a positive way for Jason Tatum, he's been able to somewhat share that limelight uh, in, in, an, uh, in an effective way in Boston. And at the end of the day, if those two teams meet in the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, I have a feeling we're going seven games no matter what, and it's just going to be a bloodbath. All right, the Western Conference for Duke basketball in the NBA playoffs. We've got the Denver Nuggets, the Memphis Grizzlies, and the Los Angeles Clippers. Those three teams are three of the six that have already made it to the best of seven game portion of the postseason. So uh, Duke guys featured here. Let's start with the Clippers. Um, and uh, what what can you tell us about the L.A. Clippers? Well, you know, at the end of the day, Mason Plumley. speaking of a guy who's carved himself a role in this league, Amen. he is like a very poor man's Jokic, but still a poor man's Jokic. I mean, he, he passes the ball with such precision. He's going to grab rebounds. He's a rim protector, and he's still got that athleticism, man. He was an athletic dude at Duke. I mean, uh, who could forget like his – uh, like alley oop, reverse dunk, you know all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, he's kept Big that. He's, yeah, exactly. He's just gotten bigger, and uh, and you know the Clippers are a team that talking about injuries and like stupid load management. But you know, have we even seen like this team at full strength for more than like you know ten games? And so they're going to be interesting. They, this the Clippers. If if you told me they lost in the first round, I would believe you. If you told me they went to the NBA Finals, I would also believe you. That's yeah. the kind of team they've got. A really year. strange team, for sure. Yeah, feels like anything sure. is possible with them uh, come postseason time. The Clippers no longer feature Luke Kennard uh, because he was traded since our yep. last deep, deep dive uh, into the NBA with former Duke guys. He was traded to the Memphis Grizzlies, teaming up with Tyus Jones, yep. who for the fifth straight season led the NBA in assists to turnover ratio. Luke Kennard first, and then a word on Tyus Jones. Well, uh, how can we talk about Luke Kennard and not talk about how he led the league again this year in three-point shooting percentage? Uh, the guy's a Pretty sniper. Impressive. <laughs> He's a sniper, man. Uh, you know, and and you know he does well enough on defense. You know, he's not he's by no means a defensive stopper, but he does well enough to where that well they where Tyron Lue will play him, and he'll stay in that rotation. Um, I'm sorry, <laughs> Tyron. That's that, that's his coach. Used to play him. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, uh, but 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 Taylor Memphis, Jenkins. Yeah, that's right. That's right. They'll play him. Uh, he stays in that in that rotation. I mean, he you know 
at the end of the day, if you can shoot the three as well as he can shoot the three, there's going to be a spot for you. And so I'd love to see him make a big one in the playoffs, man, you know, because we know he's got ice in his veins. I think back to that Wake Forest game when he was a sophomore where he just took over and they called that play for him. It was awesome. Yeah. He drained it. Um, So I love Luke. I'm so excited for him. I'm so happy for him once again, like I said, leading the league. And then, I mean, is there a, is there a more steady? Well, actually, let me ask you this question, JJ. Is there a better, He's the best backup, backup point guard. Point guard. Yeah. He's so the I best. think it, it, the only other person in the conversation is Quigley, Emmanuel yeah. Quigley in New York. I think it's those two guys, and then there's everybody else because I Tyus mean, just he, gets the job done, man. And he's done he it does. year after year, five straight years now. Like the sample size is good enough that if another team wanted to come calling and give him an offer, I, I would just be curious, right? Like he's clearly dominating yep. this backup role. What if he did have his own team to run? You know, you think about it. You think about teams that have some maybe some dominant scores, some guys that love to play off the ball, um, you know, and, and, and could Tyus get that starting nod somewhere? I mean, I'm sure he wants that. But, I'm, but hey, listen, he's probably not complaining about where he's at. They're the number two seed in the West. You know, this team's got a legitimate shot to make the NBA Finals. And everybody knows that if Ja Morant goes down for whatever reason, and this is not to take anything away from Ja, but if Ja Morant goes down to an injury or for some other reason – that Tyus Jones can step in, and Memphis, they lose a little Keep bit. Keep them afloat. Yeah. But they don't lose much because Tyus keeps them rolling, man. Yeah. Uh, and then the best team in the Western Conference is the Denver Nuggets. Nikola Jokic is the back-to-back MVP winner. We, of course, want to talk about Jack White, though, <laughs> our beloved Aussie uh, yes. that, that is a member of the Nuggets. Probably my my favorite NBA story of the season. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he plays in the uh, in for the Australian national team in the offseason. And really plays well. I mean, he really does show out there. And that lands him a deal. At the end of the day, that's what it was. I mean, they saw that. It landed him a deal with Denver. He's been on back and forth in and out of the G League throughout the season. But one thing, I tell you what, it doesn't matter if you're in the G League or if you're in the NBA playing in a regular season game. If you will play good defense and you'll rebound the basketball, your organization tends to love you. And Jack White plays great defense and he rebounds the basketball. And so – and now with the roster expansion, you know, moving into the playoffs, they're allowed, what is it, two more, I think, uh, yeah. two additional uh, players. So he'll he's going to be on that roster now. Um, and so he won't have to worry about bouncing back and forth. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I love it, man. I love Jack. I think it's it's so cool to see that guy get a shot. And the most Duke fans, I think, you know, when he left Duke and graduated, I think at the end of the day, we said, you know, he'll make a great, you know, professional player back in Australia. Right. Um, and we'll, we'll see him at the Olympics, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. But man, he is, he has got there his, he is on an NBA roster. He's got his spot, man. And I, I love it. It's so great. Yeah. He played on Sunday. And after the game on Sunday, again, the Nuggets have clinched the number one spot in the Western Conference. Their coach, Mike Malone, gave out one game ball in the locker room afterwards and yep. he bounced it over to, Jack White's locker, uh, and Jack had like eight rebounds in 15 minutes of action. What we're used to seeing from him, just doing the dirty work, getting it done. For sure, for sure. And ultimately, J.J., like we're talking about all these different guys, and you know at, at the end of the day as, as Duke, we're, we're in the middle right now of, you know, who's going to stay, who's going to go, uh, transfer. A lot portal, of questions, yeah. Recruiting. But, you know, whenever Coach Shire and the rest of the coaching staff and the recruiting staff, when they sit down in these in these – living rooms, uh, you know, and they turn on the TV and there's Jason Tatum, you know, battling it out against, you know, the Mavericks and Kyrie Irving. Uh, that's a pretty good – that's a pretty good sale. You can't beat it. 
Yeah, you can't beat that. You you can't beat that. Hey, listen, you come to Duke, we'll get you in the league. Even if it's a guy who's not sure, it's like, hey, well, let me introduce you to Jack White. Yeah. Jack White was not sure, and no one was sure, and he's worked his way onto a roster. And so, like, I love it that Duke is so well represented. I believe there are 24 guys who are ending the season as a part of an NBA uh, roster. Yeah. Vernon Carey, I believe, just got picked up, was it by Utah? Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. He played on the last uh, day, yep. Yeah, so, like, I think it was 24, 25. I think it was 24 we finished the season with. And so, yeah, man, it's really cool following these guys at the next level and just kind of, st- you know, you know, keeping track of what they're doing. The NBA playoffs are here, and we're going to watch every second of it, and I'm sure we'll have more conversations to come about it all. So, Josh, good to see you, man. JJ, thanks for having me on, man. Have a great day. All right, that's Josh Cox on the program. Again, go check out his work, the Section 17 podcast. That does it for our show today. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you, man. Good day.